All right, Lakeshore Sports is back after about a week with no podcast. We're here, Tyler and I are here to talk some more Bulls. And Tyler, this Bulls Talk podcast is going to have a pretty different tone uh, than some of the other ones that we've done so far. I remember the last time we were talking about the Bulls, they were the first seed or at least the second seed in the conference. Things were going well. Uh, all-star break coming out of the all-star break things were looking up and then the strength of schedule kind of took over this Bulls team and we're falling and we're falling pretty quickly and I'm I'm curious to see where we're going to go because it hasn't looked very good as of late yeah I'm I'm a little worried um in terms of where they're at right now because I I personally I, I did anticipate a fall uh, coming out of the All-Star break. Our newer strength of schedule was the second hardest in the NBA, right behind the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, but I didn't expect this far of a fall. I expected the Bulls to be tested, and I expected them to hopefully come out with a few big wins that would give them some confidence going into the playoffs. And the recent trend we've seen so far has not encouraged me uh, on what they can do against the elite of the NBA. Yeah, it scares me slightly because... The last couple games specifically when we were playing Utah and we were playing Phoenix, it almost feels like the Bulls of old um, from previous seasons where you know they're going to lose. And that's something we haven't really felt with this Bulls team so far this season. And it's gotten to that point, which scares me. So in the past 10 games, the Bulls have gone two and eight. We've fallen to the fifth seed in the East. We're only one and a half games up on the sixth seed right now, which is Cleveland. Two games up on the seventh seed. So we were pretty happy-go-lucky about the Bulls uh, when they were, you know, riding high at the top of the conference, and now the play-in game is not we could we could be very easily fall into the play-in game if we are, if we keep up this trend of losing like we have, so one thing I have not really been able to pinpoint with the Bulls' struggles is a simple fix. It seems like there are a couple of different things going wrong with this team, and I wish I could point to that one thing where it's just you, you can lay your finger on it and say, this is what needs to change for things to improve. But it doesn't seem like it's it's quite as easy as that. And I, I don't know if you're fe- feeling the same thing about that. But yeah, it needs to, it needs to get fixed pretty quickly here. Yes, it does. I I'm with you. I can't pinpoint the one thing the Bulls are just doing wrong. It's like it's not like flip a switch on this one aspect of the basketball and oh, they're back at it and they're elite. It's uh. It's hard to pinpoint. It just seems like they're sluggish. It seems like they're kind of not super motivated to come out and win. It's not like it seems like maybe they got a little too settled and a little too comfortable, and now their bags up against the wall. And when a team uh, experiences di- or adversity and their backs against the wall, you, it reveals their true character. And right now, I haven't been too uh, impressed with what the Bulls have done in terms of when their backs have been against the wall, they've let it fall flat and let it fall through. And uh, we're going to need to see them step up in the upcoming games, uh, particularly, I think, the next few against Toronto on Monday, against Milwaukee on Tuesday, who they have not beat this year. And that's a huge game. It's a division game. Uh, And Cleveland coming up, too, on Saturday. So, I mean, they got some big tests coming up in terms of against Milwaukee and Toronto. And those, those are huge games. Uh, for example, like Toronto, you said we're two games away from them right now in the playoff game. They win that game. 
then we're one game closer to the playing game. So it's there's some big games coming up, and I'm interested to see when their back's against the wall, will they step up to the challenge or will they fall flat again? Right, and I, I want to take the more optimistic fan route that these games against the top teams in the conference, whether it be in Milwaukee or whether it be against Philadelphia later, uh, or not Philadelphia because we're already – played all of our games against them but you know some of those top teams Miami I know we have one more game against this coming uh in the the remaining schedule um but I want to look at those opportunities to prove that we can beat good teams because obviously it's been well written that we cannot beat them you know as we stand right now we've gone I think the stat was like two and 16 against teams this season that have a better record than us at the time of playing them and that is just not going to – you're going to have to beat teams that are better than you in the playoffs, as we know, because the Bulls are not going to get the number one seed, it looks like. We're five and a half back of Miami with not a ton of room to work with there, uh, with still a pretty tough remaining schedule. And I think that Bulls fans, at least I have, have had to adjust their expectations a little bit. The last time we talked about the outlook for the remaining season, uh, for the rest of the season with the Bulls, was that we wouldn't be surprised to get to we wouldn't be surprised to see the Bulls get to the NBA finals. And we were kind of expecting at least a second round, a semifinal appearance, possibly a conference final appearance. And I don't want to be the one to say that it seems a little bit unrealistic at this point, but it doesn't seem like the Bulls can hang with the elite teams. They just don't have that the the, the philosophy and the outlook to be able to beat those good teams when it really matters. So a little bit of expectation adjustment has had to take place. And one of the big factors in that is the play of DeMar DeRozan. Um, I don't think that he could have and was going to keep up the MVP type of play that we had seen all season. Obviously he carried the team throughout the month of February with the eight straight games of 35 points on 50% shooting. But you see in the past 10 games that he's only averaged 25 points. And in only two of those 10 games, he's only shot, He's only shot 50% or better in two of those past 10 games. Now, that's not taking anything away from DeMar DeRozan and what he's been able to do this year, but he, he's fallen backwards a little bit, and I don't think that that you know, speaks too negatively of DeMar with what he's been able to do, but I think that has contributed slightly to the, the Bulls' setbacks here in the past couple months. Yeah, I, I agree with that point, and it makes me look back on that time where DeMar was carrying the Bulls and putting on performance after performance buzzer beater after buzzer beater you know the uh, new year's even the new year's day shots like we were i look back on that and we were like wow like he's amazing the bulls are amazing but maybe we should have looked on that with a little more now that i think about it like cautiousness and being like can't if he, he's not gonna be able to sustain this the bulls have to figure it out and we never really you know us fans never really got to that we, we just thought this was sustainable you know we kind of thought all oh, the bulls are just this good but maybe it was DeMar DeRozan was just that good and he was carrying the Bulls and the Bulls were just becoming too dependent on him where now they're trying to figure out how to not be so dependent on him because DeMar DeRozan, he, he can't do that every night. And uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, maybe this, hopefully this is an optimistic approach. Hopefully maybe this time right now is just the Bulls figuring it out, figuring out the balance of, okay, we can lean, we can lean on DeMar, DeMar DeRozan this much, but Hey, Zach's got to step up you know uh Vucevic has got to step up Lonzo when he comes back like hopefully they're just trying to figure out a balance on you know how to win games not on DeMar DeRozan's back that's what I'm what I'm kind of hoping uh in terms of like 
other aspects of the game that I've seen and that the stat sheet shows. I mean, the Bulls all year perimeter defense, as we know, has been a struggle, uh, especially with the absence of Lonzo Ball. Caruso coming back has helped that. And hopefully with the addition of Patrick Williams coming back uh, tomorrow or Monday, uh, we're recording this today on Sunday night. Um, Hopefully that helps with that as well. I am, uh, but right now the Bulls are bottom five in the league in opponent three point field, three point field goal percentage. And they're bottom seven in the league at, at opponent field goal percentage. So they are just defensively. They're not as they're not the stout defensive team. That's not their identity. That's not who they are. They are, they're an offensive team, and if they're not putting all the you know all these points up on the board, and they have to put their nose to the grindstone, get a stop, you don't really trust them right now to do that. And that's kind of where I'm at with the Bulls right now. In terms of like points allowed for for opponents, we're right in the middle of the league, which is you know not not bad. But if you're looking to compete and contend for an NBA championship, which to be honest, I'm with you, Jimmy. Tempering expectations, I do not see the Bulls doing that as of today. Uh, you don't want to be in the middle of the league in opponent's points per game allowed. So then again, kind of refuting my point, Milwaukee's right next to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they are, they're a clear NBA championship contender. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the Bulls have a long way to go uh, in terms of where they want to be. And I'm fine not winning an NBA championship this season. I know that's a funny phrase to say, but I uh, <laughs> I do think this season is all about establishing themselves as a real organization. Hey, look at us. We're willing to pay our players. We're willing to surround them with talent. We're, we're willing to go all in to win, win an NBA championship. That's what the season was about. It's about building a foundation and building a legitimacy among the players on, hey, we're, we're here to service you and to work as a team to get to where we want to be. So hopefully we build up some type of reputation this season where the free agents look and I'm not even talking about the elite, you know, uh, the elite top of the line free agents. I'm, I'm talking about those guys that are essential to their teams in different ways. And I, it's, I, I can't name an example right now, but like just those guys that do the little things, right. That people really want and really covet. Hopefully we attract those types of guys to our teams. Cause to be honest, I don't know if we need a, I don't know. I would love a top tier free agent, but I don't know. I don't know if that's necessary necessary uh, for us right now. I think we just need to attract those guys that just do the little things right. So that's what the season's all about, Jimmy. I hope the Bulls can at least compete, get better, and establish some legitimacy back in the NBA. Yeah, I I think you're right about that. It's a little bit tough to accept, considering we thought this team was going to be able to compete for a title after what they, we saw they were going to what we saw they were doing the first couple months and it i i wish that i knew what kind of defensive team that the bulls were mm-hmm. because through the first two months of the season the bulls were a top 10 uh top 10 in the nba in defensive rating and then obviously injuries hampered those stats and we, we've lost probably our three best defenders for big, big portions of this season but now that we have caruso back and we're getting patrick williams back tomorrow Lonzo Ball's uh, progression from injury seems to have halted a little bit. Um, It sounds like the Bulls maybe are going to go over the eight-week threshold uh, timeline that he had when he was when he had surgery. But I don't think we can use injuries as an excuse anymore, which is what I was doing for quite a long time. So I would like to see the Bulls improve defensively, and I think obviously, like I said, Williams coming back, Cruz is getting back up to game speed. Hopefully Lonzo Ball is back before the playoffs. Um, 
Mm-hmm. But it, it really makes you think, what were the Bulls doing in October and November that we're not doing right now? So hopefully Billy Donovan can come up with a scheme that improves the Bulls' defensive rating because, like you said, we're going to have to be able to stop certain players yeah. from perimeter shooting come the playoffs. And to to get back to DeMar DeRozan for a little bit, um, in reference to DeMar DeRozan, I always thought coming into this season that it was still Zach Levine's team. Mm-hmm. And I still do think that. And I think Zach Levine himself has a lot to play for in the next couple of weeks and going into the playoffs because he's looking to be, prove himself to be a max contract player. And I think he eventually ends up getting that max contract because I don't think the Bulls have a better option. Obviously, Zach Levine's still a great player, but he needs to prove to himself and to his organization that he's going to be able to step up in the big moment and be able to overcome some of these hurdles that he hasn't done yet in his NBA career, which is beating the good teams and going on a playoff run. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, just for example, the other night in Phoenix, Zach Levine only took seven shots and he only had 12 points total. It was nice mm-hmm. to see him be able to get to the free throw line a little bit more because he's not always the best at that among other players in of his caliber. But I want to see Zach Levine take over games. I want him to become this true superstar that we all have ambitions for him being. And it just seems like, obviously, the, the knee injury has most likely been hampering him. I don't think yep. that Bulls fans have the full story behind what's really ailing him. But I just I want to see a little bit more from Zach Levine on both ends of the ball. I, I think he leaves a lot to be desired on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. And to really prove to the league that he is that guy, he's going to have to step that up. And yeah. I really hope that he does that in the next couple months because that would be that would mean the Bulls are going on the long run. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, a lot of our success will 100% depend on the performance of Zach Levine. He cannot be, and I don't think he will be. I don't think he'll be a guy that shrinks in the moment. Zach has never been one to do that. It's just a matter of can he be a guy, like you said, can he be, can he be that guy to lead a team to, on a, on a run, on a playoff run, because his identity right now in the league is, okay, he's, he's empty calories. That's that's what it is. It's He goes, gets his 25, 30 points a game, but, hey, look at his team. His team's always bad. Well, now he's got surrounded, he's surrounded by the talent, the true talent that he needed, and they're succeeding, which is great. But he's got he still has more to prove, because this hasn't proven anything. When you're three-fourths of the way through the season, yeah, you're 41 and 29 like great good for you but you haven't proven nothing yet like that's the same mentality think about like uh atlanta last year uh with trey young uh same mentality it's like oh trey young look at him he's just empty calories and then this past and then this past season there people are like oh trey young look at him fifth seed fifth seed hawks they're looking really good and then i think where are they at right now jimmy i I'm trying to remember where the Hawks are at at the moment. They're, I, they're the I, don't, I don't know off the top of my head. He's, they've got to be in the playoff game. Yes, they're imagine. 10. So, yeah, and so then the mentality, then the narrative changes again where, oh, is it back to Trey Young being the empty calories guy? That's what I thought. It's because he's they're the 10 seed right now. So, Zach Levine's got to change the narrative on himself, and it's kind of up to him solely. It's not up to any of you know his teammates. It's up to him. Uh, another person who I've been harping on, uh, that's essential to the bull success is Nikola Vucevic. Uh, he's a guy that's really, he's got to be the third scorer. That's who he is. People, people don't remember the Orlando. He, people don't remember the Orlando magic, Nikola Vucevic, the 20 and 10, like that superstar type guy. We just, 
he's he's kind of forgotten who he is, and he needs to come back to who he is. Who he's the twenty and ten guy. So I'm hoping he steps up as a legitimate third option, and hopefully the Bulls can get over some humps in the near future in terms of their defense and just stepping up to the plate. One hope I think we have as Bulls fans, Jimmy, is uh, looking at the team's box scores and the team stats in terms of lining it up against the opposing team. I expected more, uh, what you call it, dominance on one side in terms of some statistics. But to be honest, a lot of these statistics line up pretty evenly. Like, for example, I will pull up against the 76ers. The Bulls out-rebounded the Sixers by 10 that game. And they shot, where was it? The Bulls shot 44% from the field, and the Sixers shot 48% from the field, which is a difference, but, like, it's not so lopsided. So I think the Bulls have a lot of they, – they play teams pretty even right now, but I feel like they play up to the level of competition. They play down, down to the level of competition, and they don't execute down the stretch. So I'm hoping that they can get that together and that they can hopefully execute more down the stretch. And like you said, Billy Donovan can somehow scheme some more – scheme them to be in some more spots for them to be successful. Cause one of the things I love about Billy Donovan coming into the season uh, is he talks to Zach Levine. He talked to DeMar DeRozan and he talked to Nikola Vucevic and he said, Hey, where are you guys most comfortable on the floor to score? That's what he did. And once he got those answers, he built the offense around them. And that's what I love. I'm not seeing that as much right now. So maybe he needs to re-scheme. You know what I mean? And maybe he needs to find where, where are you most comfortable now? You know what I mean? Maybe they're not most comfortable where they were at the beginning of the season. So hopefully he can come up with something that'll change the wave. But like, like we've said at the beginning, you can't really pinpoint one particular spot right now. Uh, Jimmy, I'm curious. And you, you hit on a little bit, Patrick Williams coming back. How do you anticipate his impact in terms of, I don't, I don't see him starting personally. I don't know if you do like, do you, is it going to be a huge impact or the bulls back in terms of like, Oh my gosh, like we got Patrick Williams back. This is so exciting. Or are they like, is it, ca- is it cautious optimism, or is it like, eh, he's not going to do really anything, really? What do you think? Um, you know, I, I have high expectations for Patrick Williams coming back, but at the same time, he is only in his you know, second year in the league, but he's mm-hmm. only played five games with this newly, new-look roster that the Bulls came into the season this year with. Yeah. So I don't expect him to start right away. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to obviously be under a minute's limit. Um, for the foreseeable future. Um, but come playoff time, I wouldn't be surprised to see Patrick Williams step in and, and get back to get back to the level he was playing at uh, prior to his injury, which yeah. was he had a defensive identity and he could put up, you know, 10 points a game and be that be that guy at the other end that's a really disruptive and, you know, protects protects the lane really well, protects the, the drives really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to yeah. take some time. Um, the nice – the thing that I like – that I like throughout the, the Patrick Williams process is that it, he always seemed to be putting in the work required to be ready when he came back. Obviously he's been out so long that you don't necessarily know if that's going to be the case, but you saw Patrick Williams working, you know, on a shot, working on his dribbling. He's been doing that for quite a long time now. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, that's just, you know, what NBA players do when they get hurt. But mm-hmm. I, I expect Williams to come back and make an impact. And, you know, we have not even come the potential that Patrick Williams has yet obviously being out for so long and being a second year player in the league but he's going to keep developing and I think that he going forward he's going to be one of the main guys on this team 
whether people really recognize that now or, or not with all the comparisons that he had to like a baby Kawhi Leonard type player. Like if that's who he is, that's going to be pivotal in the, in the Bulls success moving forward. Agreed. And hopefully he at least helps on the boards because the Bulls, like I said, are third last or third to last in the NBA in terms of uh, on the boards. So we'll see what happens, man. Yeah, I think, and we kind of talked about this prior to hopping on, but um, the, the timely rebounds do not seem to be the Bulls' forte. Mm-hmm. It seems like when the Bulls are, are trying are starting to pick up some momentum, they'll give the opponents two or three opportunities down on the offensive end to, you know, kind of put a dagger in their momentum and kind of put a stopgap to their momentum. And in the playoffs, that is something that they need to clean up for sure, maybe more so than anything. You need to, as Stacey King says all the time, you need to box out by committee and rebound by committee, rebound as a unit, because a lot of these guys just watching the games, like they, they transition almost too quickly before the ball is secured and yep. they end up leaving a guy wide open to, you know, knock down. We saw that in Utah with Donovan Mitchell. Obviously he was having mm-hmm. a special night that night, but there were a couple opportunities where the jazz would just find the, find the ball. And, you know, we'd have guys on the other side of the half court and then Mitchell was just there for an open, open shot and he would nail it. And come playoff time, that's going to, you know, the emotional up and down swings that, are in the playoffs, that's something that can put the Bulls down if they do not shore it up. So I would like to see that, like to see that happen moving forward. Um, yeah. I, that's, that's something that's wrong in the NBA in general, but yeah, the Bulls in particular, I agree. They get on the fast break more. They don't send enough to the, to the boards to go get it. Uh, I was always taught, you know, your first reaction when a shot goes up is you don't look at the ball. You look at a body. You got to find the body first, put a, put an arm on them box them out they should be boxing out so well that the ball should tap the floor before the you know before they get the board so they i agree with stacy king you gotta when the when the shot goes up find a body box out as a unit secure the rebound then you go on the break now the bulls main offense to be honest when they're out and running is where when they're at their best so i kind of see why they'd want to leak out but you got to secure possession before you start running or else you leave your guys hanging on the other end because the other team's probably sending more to the boards than we are <laughs> Yeah, to run on the break. So like you said, so even, even though when you're on defense, you have better position for boards naturally. I, yeah, you got to send more to the boards and secure possession because more possession equals more opportunities to score. And we'll, uh, we'll find out if, uh, yeah, the bulls can make that adjustment and the many more adjustments that they have to make. My, yeah, my biggest thing, is I'm a little worried about the Lonzo. I know we hit on him earlier. I'm worried about Lonzo and the setbacks he's having. It sounds like, you know, right when he's getting to the level that they need him to be at, his knee starts acting up and they back up, they back up his activity. It sounds like he's not hitting a setback, but hitting like a lull, you know? So right. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about that because he's a very important piece to this team. Like he is a pass first facilitating point guard. He run, he's the quarterback. He's the quarterback of that offense. And we're missing our quarterback right now and we're starting Nick Foles. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, oh <gosh>. I'm, <laughs> so I'm worried. Yeah. If we don't have him, the bull success does not go beyond the first round. And that's a big thing to say, but I think it's fair because if you, if, if we have a matching up in the first round right now, against the Boston Celtics with Boston Celtics home, home court advantage. And we don't have Lonzo ball trying to pick apart that Celtic defense. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know if the bulls make it out in uh, yeah. seven games. I mean, it's possible, but I'm not yeah. optimistic. Yeah. I'm looking at the standings now, and this is kind of what I wanted to, to finish with to kind of gauge, you mm-hmm. know, adjust our expectations from our, our past discussions. So I'm looking now 
the Bulls are the fifth seed. Um, only I'm looking at now they're only a half game up on Cleveland. I think I misspoke earlier and said they were a game and a half up, but um, the Bulls are not looking like they're going to catch Milwaukee, who are in the third seed right now. It's I put it in the unlikely category that they catch Boston and move up to the four seed to four home and home court advantage in the first round. So do you have a particular seed, Tyler, that you want to see the Bulls finish in to maybe maximize their opportunity for success in the playoffs this season? Yeah. I mean, I wanted them to get to three, uh, back when we we had our first podcast and we were at the beginning of our season, when we were talking about, you know, the Bulls are on top right now, but the strength of schedule, we anticipated a slip and I, I, I anticipated that slip down to three and that we wanted to be at three because, I am not crazy about seeing the Brooklyn Nets in the first round, and I think Brooklyn's going to stay pretty tight on that eight seed, personally. Um, actually, yeah, yeah, I think they'll stay pretty tight on that for, on that eight seed, uh, if not seven. So I would like to sneak into the third seed, if possible. I wouldn't rule it out completely with Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee's very good. I'm not going to bash that, but I think if the Bulls – can win their upcoming because they got two more games against the Milwaukee. So let's say they go two and zero right there. That's two games they close the gap, just like that. And then you just gotta win winnable ones. You gotta win the ones against Charlotte. You gotta win the ones against heck. Heck, the Clippers aren't that great right now. The Clippers, Washington, New York. You got you gotta win the winnable games. Win the games against Milwaukee, and you put yourself in at least a position uh, to get to that three seed. So I'd love to see the three seed match up against the Cavaliers in the first round and. And even if it's between that Cavaliers and Raptors, I feel good about that. I do not feel good about us facing the Boston Celtics because they're hot right now. They got two young studs, uh, and we can't. We don't really have the defense to stop that. <laughs> so yeah, let's, let's get out of the first round, and then we, we face the winner of that Sixers versus Raptors or Sixers Sixers versus Nets. And hey, you know what? It's up for grabs. It's NBA playoffs. Anything can happen. You know. Yep. So, yep. We'll see. Well, where do you want them to fall, Jimmy? What are you thinking? You want to obviously try to boost it up a little bit, but you're trying to avoid Boston? Yeah, I mean, I actually see the Bulls hanging pretty tight with Boston. I think that in a first-round matchup, it, I, I feel like that's what it's going to end up being, to be honest. I feel like it's going to be Bulls-Celtics mm-hmm. round one. Uh, could be wrong. Maybe the Bulls keep sliding, but I, yeah. I think the Bulls are going to finish ahead of Cleveland and get that get stay where they are now and stay in that fifth seed. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm honestly hoping Boston stays in the fourth seed then because I think that we – have an easier time with Boston than we would like a, a Milwaukee or a, mm-hmm. obviously a, a 76ers team. Um, so I, I think that the Bulls ha- have it in them to be able to beat the Celtics. I think we've taken it to them twice this year, uh, mm-hmm. lost, a, lost a winnable game in Boston earlier um, this season. But they are, like you said, they're hot right now. I think they're like 18 and three or something in their last 20, 21 games. And, um, they that's what's gonna that when you go into the playoffs hot at the right time that's something that can win you a couple of rounds on its own so yep. um i would like to see him get the fourth seed because that mm-hmm. means we're gonna have home court against boston which i think would be huge because i see that series going seven games should they be should that become a matchup but um i'm fine with either four or five uh, as long as like the it is against the boston but I, I don't see us getting any higher than four at this point and along with that then Tyler, playoff time. Um, where do you see, like? What would you rate the Bulls? Chant like where? Where do you see the Bulls going as things mm-hmm. currently stand? I know they're not good, but come playoff time, we get in the first round. We're you know five, six seed in the East. 
how far can you see us going? Gut reaction. What I my predict. I'll start with my prediction. My prediction. I think Bulls can lose. Will lose second round. Uh, and that's not a very optimistic fan approach. But uh, that's my gut prediction in terms of even if we match up with Boston and we something we get out of that, which would be great. I would love that if it's Roman. I'd love to see a series reminiscent of the 2009 series, 2009 uh, Bulls Celtics, even though the Bulls lost that in seven games. That was such a fun series. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sealing Eastern Conference Finals, uh, but in order to get there, they're going to have to beat uh, either Miami, Philadelphia, or Milwaukee. And if not any of them, then Brooklyn. So those are four teams right there against in a seven-game series. I'm not fully confident against but i'd say that's their cap if they're able to pull out one of those series but in order to get to the nba finals you got to beat two of those teams and that's a hard road to go down so i yeah my gut right now is saying second round exit and i wouldn't be i would be disappointed because of where i thought the bulls were gonna be but i wouldn't be like fully disappointed because like i said for me the meaning of the season is different uh than winning a championship what do you what do you got jimmy yeah i see as things currently stand to be honest I'll be that guy. I see the Bulls going out round one. Um, yeah, I just don't see the the playoff intensity from this team. I don't see how he can compete with the, a Celtics team that is as hot as they are. Um, but I I also could see us getting to the second round if if we if we pick up our play, get back to the level we know the Bulls can play at. Then I then I could see us obviously you know beating the Celtics and. A first round series and maybe we catch lightning in a bottle in round two and prove the league that we can be good teams but i see us i see our ceiling our ceiling one one step down from what you had i see us uh a semi-final appearance for the bulls as, as the best they can do this year just as currently constructed but i saw a tweet the other day that stated that you know the bulls kind of spoiled us in the first couple months in the season and yeah. they elevated our expectations pretty high but you have to think back to how quickly we've been able to get back into watching a good team play basketball and play in meaningful and competitive games because for the last four or five seasons, we haven't had anything resembling that in any sense. We've been stuck with teams, Bulls teams that are near the cellar in the Eastern Conference and always having high draft picks and, you know, just, just not playing meaningful bat. They've, in previous seasons, at this point in the season, they wouldn't even be close to, you know, playoff contention, it seems like. So yeah. I think that we need to kind of enjoy it for what it is, have faith in the Bulls team that they're going to make the right moves, you know, after the season ends. And, you know, we're going to be able to – it's looking this way. We're going to be able to watch playoff basketball this year one way or the other. So that's yeah. a step in the right direction. And we have some up, up-and-coming young talent. And, you know, sky's the limit for the Bulls moving forward. Two years ago, the Bulls were 22-43 and 43 in the COVID-shortened season. And now we're – yeah, I agree with you. Now we're both sitting here disappointed that they're 41-29. and 29. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess we just got to count our blessings uh, on where we are. I agree. It's been such a quick turnaround with new management, new coaching, new staff, new players. It's just it, – I'm not going to downgrade or downplay anything they've done this season. It's just, you know, when you get into the competitive part, of a professional sport, you're left wanting more, you know, you're always left wanting more. So if the bulls are a three seed right now, we'd be talking about, well, they should be a two seed, <laughs> you know, right. it's not, yeah, exactly. it's always going to be that. And then they get the playoffs. So they lost in the second round. Oh, we should have went to the Eastern conference finals. Like you're always going to be wanting more as a fan. Uh, I guess we just got to sit back and reflect on, wow, we're actually in the spot we're in two years later after the whole Gar packs debacle and the whole Jim Boylan, whatever that was yeah. like it's Who just knows? <laughs> the, the fact that we're we are where we are is 
we should take we, we should take comfort in that and knowing that hey what's this is not over either like in terms of like you know the season's not over and this process that ak and mark eversley have put into pro have put into works is not done yet so yeah yeah so i mean i'd like to see the bulls go on a little bit of a run here like you mentioned we got toronto milwaukee then we got mm-hmm. pelicans cavaliers knicks wizards clippers all those are winnable games. So you'd like to see the Bulls get hot going into April. Um, the five games we have in April before the playoffs start, have, we have some pretty tough teams. We have Miami, Milwaukee again, and Boston. But if you can win, if you can, if you can put some wins in the bank going into those games, just the pressure is not going to be as quite as high. So yep. we'll see where the season goes. Um, you know, we're gonna. I'm sure we're gonna be back on here talking talking Bulls playoffs and, and Bulls basketball, but again before too long. But we'll let it go for now. Um, we'll sign off. We'll we'll go watch some more Bulls and, uh, you know, root for the best. Anything anything else you want to add, Tyler? All good. I'm eager to see how the rest of the season plays out. Yes, sir. So we'll be back soon. Thanks for tuning in Lakeshore Sports. We'll catch everybody soon.